Welcome to another Growth Masters Federal presentation on growing your business in the federal sector. Your host is Shirley Collier, president and founder of Scale to Market. Scale to Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and build market value by developing and executing customized, data-driven business development playbooks, building efficient information systems, and creating high-performing BD teams. On the BD continuum between strategic market positioning and contract execution, the business development, capture, and proposal work must be in sync from the beginning of the process to the end. Performed by different groups or individuals within the organization, and often including outside consultants, the potential exists for missed communications and disconnections in the process, leading to weak proposals and lost opportunities. In today's conversation, Shirley and her guest, Adrian Morris, founder of Little Proposal Shop, a mid-Atlantic consultancy providing capture, proposal, and BD project management services, talk about overcoming these pitfalls and creating high-performing teams that win contracts. And now here's Shirley with her guest, Adrian Morris. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, Shirley here. Today's topic is so critical to contract wins, yet many small contractors fail to understand or manage the workflow from opportunity identification through proposal submission. There is no better person to have this important discussion with than Adrian Morris, President and Chairman of Little Proposal Shop. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you, Shirley. It's a pleasure. Adrian, we only briefly introduced you at the top of our podcast. Tell our audience a little more about what you do. Sure. At Little Proposal Shop, we provide full-cycle proposal services for contractors submitting bids to the federal, state, and local government, as well as nonprofits submitting grant requests. We pride ourselves in serving contractors of all sizes by providing relief for the complex, time-consuming activities involved in managing and submitting compliant proposals. We use industry best practices combined with many years of experience and lessons learned to help our customers achieve more contract wins and ultimately stable business growth. Which is so important. So thank you for what you do, Adrienne. Let's begin our discussion by talking about why business development in the federal marketplace is so challenging. Sure. So one of the first things that really comes to mind for me is that it's highly regulated. Many companies, whether they are new to the business of federal contracting or not, are not fully aware of all the regulations involved in doing business with the government. If these businesses don't prepare on all levels, whether it is their business systems, certifications, and registrations, or their understanding of the business development process, they'll likely fail. Uh, Understanding the business development process and how different it is from commercial sales and contract closing is absolutely essential for success of any kind when in the federal space. Uh, I've seen companies that were highly successful in the commercial market fail in the government market because they were not knowledgeable of or were unprepared to address regulatory compliance. I agree, Adrian. And it's not just small businesses that lack the knowledge or haven't prepared to compete in the federal space. I have seen mid and large companies spend a lot of money and eventually drop out of the market because of lack of success. So why else do you think federal business development is so challenging? I think it's because oftentimes the government is challenged to understand the market and when and how to communicate with vendors. Uh, While the FAR is very clear about when the acquisition community can communicate during the purchase process, 
timing is still often a challenge for government personnel because of so many bad experiences with the protests and concerns over who knew what when. Uh, because of these types of concerns, the government doesn't always communicate well uh, with industry during the acquisition process prior to issuing RFPs. And this often bleeds into the proposal phase when answers to questions are not very detailed or provide little clarification for the vendors. This is an enormous frustration for all vendors. The FAR actively encourages pre-solicitation communications between government acquisition personnel and the vendor community. You know, I give a series of seminars on this topic to educate both government employees and contractors because it is so critical that we get this right. Collectively, both sides of the equation have to get this right. It benefits the government to have open information exchanges with industry. And in many cases, it is the vendors who are the experts. They are aware of industry trends and can educate the government on innovations that help the government fulfill its mission and save money. The OFPP has issued a number of myth-busting memos, the most recent of which was in April of 2019, that clarifies the FAR and emphasizes the responsibilities of government procurement professionals to meet one-on-one with vendors prior to issuing solicitations. I mention this because the vendor community can play a key role in educating contracting offices about the FAR when setting up capability briefings. And I would add, Adrian, going back to why federal business development is so hard is that it takes money to be successful. Companies have to invest in people, systems, and time. It's not unusual for the sales cycle to take two years from opportunity identification to contract win. But most germane to our discussion today is what to invest in. How can we help small contractors spend their money wisely in this complex market? If we think of business development as a continuum from left to right, left being opportunity identification and right being contract award, What I do is concentrate on the left side of the continuum, and Adrienne, you concentrate on the right side of the continuum, and we meet somewhere in the middle. Let's first talk about the left. Understanding the market, meaning which agencies buy what you're selling, how they are buying, meaning through which contract vehicles, from whom, like who's your competition, and how much they spend is crucial. Adrian, what happens if a client comes to you and they have not performed these basic steps? They will not win. As harsh as it sounds, anyone who has any level of experience with the federal government knows that if you have not done your homework and you do not have the answers the government expects to see, you will not win. This is actually not that dissimilar from the commercial world. It can sometimes take more effort to get the data or intel, and it can take a lot longer for the contract opportunity to be awarded. But if you do not know your customer and what and how they are buying and their budget and who your competitors are, especially the incumbents, it doesn't matter. That's a really good point. So let's assume that the contractor has performed this basic research They have identified upcoming opportunities that they're interested in. They have targeted specific agencies and specific contract vehicles. 
They now have a business development plan that establishes priorities, strategies, and responsibilities, which now needs to be executed. I love the saying, execution eats strategy for breakfast. What is the first step toward execution? My most successful clients understand there needs to be a disciplined approach to business development. Processes need to be consistent and decision-making criteria clear. This is where many small businesses fail. They take a shoot-from-the-hip approach by monitoring FBO for solicitations and responding to those that look good. In fact, many small businesses are taught to do this by well-meaning but inexperienced advisors. Your probability of winning using this process is about 10%, which is not sustainable for most businesses. Adrian, does this ring true from your perspective? Oh, absolutely. We see customers who bring us an RFP and ask us to provide a full team for proposal support. And as we begin the proposal process, we learn the contractor has no insight into the customer's needs, their hot buttons, what keeps them up at night, what the most important priorities are, what the budget may be. This is not only an indicator of P-Win, but also creates a lot of difficulty for writers who are trying to tell a story they don't know. Understanding your customer and what they actually need is extremely important to how you tell your story and why what you have is something they need to buy. Business development includes much more than having what we kindly refer to as a research tool jockey scanning the boards for RFP. Having an agreed-to decision matrix for evaluating opportunities throughout the BD process is the key to success. Adrian, we need to take a break. My guest today is Adrian Morris, President and Chairman of Little Proposal Shop. When we return, we'll discuss the role of capture in the business development continuum. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's discussion is brought to you by Scale to Market, and your host is Shirley Collier. Utilizing the proprietary Davey Business Development Growth Framework, Scale to Market partners with business owners and executives to increase their company's value by achieving profitable and sustainable growth in the federal marketplace. Email Shirley at scollier at scaletomarket.com to obtain your copy of the Davey Growth Framework. Growthmasters Federal is a nationwide community of growth-oriented contractors, their owners and executive teams, and the professionals who support them. The mission is to share experiences and discuss timely topics on managing and growing your GovCon business with an emphasis on implementing effective business development systems and practices in the complex, highly regulated, but opportunity-rich federal marketplace. And now back to Shirley's discussion on managing the BD process and delivering winning proposals with Adrian Morris, a certified project management professional, BD lifecycle consultant, and the CEO of Little Proposal Shop. Welcome back. Now we're moving to the next step in our business development continuum, capture. And by capture, I mean that a well-informed decision has been made to pursue an upcoming procurement for which the RFP has not been issued. The hypothetical small contractor has developed and is following a decision matrix that Adrian mentioned earlier, indicating that they know the client, have performed similar work, so they have past performance, and indeed have an innovative solution to the agency's problem. 
They want to now educate the agency on their solution and gain a better understanding of the agency's requirements, procurement strategy, and if there is one, the incumbent. If there isn't an incumbent, then an understanding of potential competition. Now, Adrian captures a big topic, and we don't have time in this podcast to explore it in depth. Perhaps we'll do that in an upcoming episode. But for the purposes of today's discussion regarding the continuum, what do you as a proposal manager hope that the capture manager is doing? We hope the capture manager is collecting as much information about and from the customer as possible. We want to see an understanding of the client's needs, problems, and challenges. We're also hoping the capture team is gathering company data that may be relevant, such as past performance, company capabilities, proof point metrics, and recent plans such as quality assurance, risk management, project management, and other plans that are necessary for the bid. Uh, We want to know all of the intricate details and competitive information on the incumbent contractors and any other competition. This helps us to shape a story, not only how great our client is, but what they are the best and no one can do better. Uh, Another very important factor is the team. I can't tell you how many times we as proposal professionals are asked after the RFP has dropped to help a client build a team for a bid. At that point, we have to tell the client they're DOA. Uh, Please do not waste your money on the bid or on our services. If Capture has not built the ultimate team and presented that team to the government, you're way behind the eight ball. I would agree with that 100%. What else do you expect from the Capture team? A proposal is ultimately the solution and answer to a customer's need. Uh, The information and intel collected during business development and Capture ensures a thorough understanding of the problem and the best possible solution for the customer. Uh, The proposal team can then translate all of this into a story in a compliant and compelling manner, which ultimately wins the contract. Each component knows what the other needs to succeed. The BD and capture professionals know what the proposal team will need because, one, they're influencing how the RFP will be shaped, and, or, two, they are gaining that information for the proposal team. They will know the questions the proposal team would want asked in order to provide the best RFP response. The proposal team is essentially the final closer in a lengthy contract process. So what are best practices that you have seen that smoothly integrate the business development capture and proposal teams? Including the proposal team, most specifically the manager and the writers, in capture meetings and updates is essential. It is important the BD and capture team keeps the proposal team informed of any changes or surprises that may alter the schedule or the overall content of the submission. Trust is a very important part of this process as well. Proposal professionals have to respect the capture manager's baby, so to speak. At the same time, the capture manager has to respect the proposal manager and the process it takes to create the closing documents that ultimately sign the deal. We do not see much success at all when the capture and proposal teams do not get along or they micromanage one another because of trust issues. Another best practice we have seen be effective is allowing the proposal manager and the BD and or capture managers to run the kickoff and solutions meetings together. Uh, This allows for a full and open information exchange. Those are good best practices. And Adrian, what factors have you seen that doom the team to failure? Just the opposite of what we have discussed, uh, which is insisting the capture and proposal teams independently operate, 
capture teams who just hand off an RFP and tell the proposal team, now it's your turn to do what you do. Uh, proposal teams are much more successful when they understand and incorporate the work already done by the capture team, and that takes cooperation and involvement by both teams. What post-proposal submission processes do you recommend so the team can learn from their experiences? We always conduct lessons learned with our clients, which involves completing a survey, which allows them open and honest feedback for the entire proposal team, as well as our LPS consultants. Uh, We take the survey results and utilize the data to lead a discussion around what went well, uh, what went not so well, and what everyone can do for the next bid. We also take a look at the various processes that were used to get to submission, and we tweak or change those that would ultimately lead to a better product. Uh, We also take some time to ensure we pull from the bid any artifacts we think can be universally used in our clients' other bids in the future. Those are excellent points. And Adrian, how should government contractors interact with a company like yours, where they have outsourced the proposal management and writing processes to ensure efficiency and ultimately success? Engage us as early as possible in the process. The earlier we are involved, the better. Also, utilizing the same proposal consultants for each bid is a very important factor as it allows the consultants to learn about your business and the learning curve isn't as severe. It also is important to embrace your outsourced proposal team and provide them as much information as possible. We understand it can be chaotic at times, uh, but it's important to share all the information and allow the consultants to use well-known and successful processes to settle the chaos and get in a compliant and winning bid. You know, utilizing outside consultants is a real skill that is developed over time. So these are excellent points, Adrian. Let's now summarize our recommendations for our audience regarding how business development capture and proposal processes should be integrated to ensure ultimate success. I'll start at the beginning, before an opportunity has been identified. The keys to success are, number one, perform objective market research on upcoming solicitations. This research should include which agencies buy what you sell, how they buy it, meaning through which contract vehicles, from whom are they buying, and what are their future needs. Number two, synthesize, analyze, and prioritize upcoming solicitations. This should result in targeted agencies, contract vehicles, and opportunities. Number three, develop specific strategies for pursuing those targets and get in front of decision makers and influencers to shape the opportunity ethically and legally. Number four, develop and utilize a decision matrix to ensure you are targeting opportunities you can win. And number five, assign responsibilities to the BD team, including goals, deadlines, milestones, and compensation incentives. And I would add, have a checklist of the data that needs to be collected by the capture team and conveyed to the proposal team to ensure ultimate success. Number seven, if a decision has been made to bid on an opportunity, include the proposal manager as soon as possible. Don't wait for the RFP to come out and then include the proposal team. Uh, Number eight would be ensure that everyone is communicating and collaborating as a single team. Uh, Number nine to that would be conduct post-submission discussions to evaluate what went right, what went wrong, and how we can improve. Uh, And the last part would be develop proposal artifacts that can be used again. 
Those are 10 steps to success. Adrian, thank you so much for this important discussion. It is critical that government contractors get this right. It has been my pleasure, Shirley. Folks, if you would like to get in touch with Adrian, she can be reached at amorris at proposalshop.us. Or you can reach out to us here at Skelton Market and we'll make sure you're connected. This is Shirley Collier, host of the Growth Masters Federal Podcast and president of Skelton Market, signing off for now. We appreciate your taking time to be with us today and hope you found the information useful. Learn more about submitting winning proposals at littleproposalshop.com. And for more information on how to instill enduring BD management principles into your GovCon business, give us a call, reach out on LinkedIn, or visit our website at scaletomarket.com. That's scale2market.com. For those who prefer a visual experience and want to view this webcast again, it's available, along with our previous work, on the Scale to Market website. And for those who get their information on the go, you'll find the podcast on the Growth Masters Federal Channel. We welcome your feedback and look forward to having you join us again soon for another informative Growth Masters Federal presentation. Thank you.